This is the Everyday Encouragement Podcast with Beth Sargent, where you will be encouraged to be confident, courageous, and inspired in everyday life. Welcome to the Everyday Encouragement Podcast. I'm your host, Beth. I am so glad that you are joining me today. Welcome to all of my new listeners. My prayer for you today is that by the end of this podcast, you will be encouraged to live the very best life that God has called and created you to live. And thank you to all of my faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in, for being faithful of listening and sharing. I'm excited to say that Everyday Encouragement with Beth Sargent has been listened to in over 20 different countries. So I am so excited about that. My heart is to reach the nations and reach everyone with the gospel. And with you all listening, sharing, subscribing, commenting, leaving a review, that helps me to reach even more people. So thank you all so very much. Listen, are you looking for encouragement every day? Then head over to BethASargent.com and there you will find all the places you can find me on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. You'll also see the different podcasts that I have recorded and you will be able to find all of the books that I've written, some great resources for you. There are devotional books over there and I know that you'll be encouraged. So Go over to BethASargent.com and you will be able to find more resources to encourage you. I want to go ahead and jump in on today's episode and we're going to be talking about something that I have struggled with before and I have to check my life every single day to see if I'm struggling with this and if I am honest with you, I may have struggled with it yesterday. And so we are going to be talking about envy. I once read a quote that says, the secret of success is that it is not the absence of failure, but the absence of envy. All of us want to be successful in life. And I think that at the end of every day, we want to be able to say, I've made a difference today. I've done something that has helped someone. And the Lord has called and created each and every one of us with a great plan. You may be thinking, well, you know, Beth, I'm not sure what that plan is for me. If God does have a great plan for my life. Well, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, that are plans to give you a hope and a future. God does have a great plan for your life. He knows all the things that he's placed inside of you to make a difference in your life. And there is someone else that knows all of these things as well. And that is the enemy. John 10, 10 says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But it goes on to say that Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. The enemy is out to set traps for you every single day. Traps to get you to stumble over, to trip over, to keep you from living the very best life that God's called and created you to do. And those traps are very subtle. He never comes and announces himself to us. He never shows up and says, hey, I'm going to tempt you with this today. Hey, I'm setting a trap for you so you can fall, so you can fail. The enemy never does that. He comes in subtle ways. He comes and he tries to trick us. And he comes in different things that we will face every day of our lives. When I was growing up, I always heard everyone preach uh, that, you know, be aware that sex, drug, and rock and roll is going to send you to hell. And yes, we know sex outside of marriage is wrong and we do know that drugs is wrong 
But they never talked about the things that actually you would be tempted with every single day, even as a believer. You know, you may not struggle with some things that other people struggle with, but then there are things that the enemy does come and tempt us with. And we need to be aware of that. And there's one thing that the enemy will attempt that will tempt us with is envy. And in Galatians 5, it actually tells us that envy is actually one of the works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 16 through 21 talks about walking in the spirit. And it talks about those that walk in the spirit shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it lists the things that are evident that you are having works of the flesh. And so it lists off adultery, fornication, wrath, selfish ambition, just to name a few. But one of those things is envy. And it goes on to say that just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you may say, well, why is it the the enemy wants to come at me with envy? Well, it says here that if we have envy, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Envy will cost us our life. And you may think, well, I'm not sure that I have a problem with envy. Well, the definition of envy is a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's positions or quality. So after hearing that definition of envy, if someone's being promoted at work and you've wanted that promotion, do you catch yourself saying, I can't believe that person got that promotion. I wanted that promotion. I deserve to be promoted. Why is it that they are being promoted and I'm not? Have you ever watched someone's life on social media and say, my goodness, they have it all together. Why isn't my life like that? Every time they post pictures, they look like their house is always put together and so clean and and their children act so great. When are my children going to act great? When is my husband going to do this for me? When is my wife going to do this for me? If you have those feelings, that is envy. If you have someone in your life that is having a great season and something wonderful happened, whether you know they were promoted to a different position or the Lord just really blessed them financially, whatever it is, if you see those things happening in that person's life and you cannot celebrate with that person, then you may have a problem with envy. Now, I believe social media really feeds into envy. Social media is one of the things that really keeps us um, from from uh, being able to be content with what God is actually doing in our life. You know, envy is a selective blindness. It will cause us to see all the good that's happening for someone else. And then we will not be focused on what God is actually wanting to do in our life. You know, God wants us to have good things. We're his children. He wants the best for us. And envy will cause us to compare. Why isn't this happening for me? And then with that comes discontentment. And then we cannot focus on the good things that God's actually wanting to do in our life. Now, I'm going to go ahead and let you know of an instance that I have dealt with envy not too long ago. I have gained some weight during COVID and it's not a whole bunch of weight, but I mean, it is a few, there's a few pounds that I have gained during COVID and 
I have been embarrassed that I've gained some weight. I've gained like 15 pounds during COVID. And I was following this person on Instagram. And, you know, I mean, just this person I don't personally know. I just follow her on Instagram because she, you know, has a ministry. And I love the things that she shares on Instagram and things like that. I've never met her in my life. And I, I always love following her. But then all of a sudden, I started seeing that she was losing weight and she was becoming really healthy. And oh my gosh, envy started coming in. And it was to where I had to unfollow her for a while because every time I saw her posts, I could never look at the good things that she was posting. I was always focused on, oh my gosh, look how great she looks. Can you believe I've gained 15 pounds during COVID? And I was so embarrassed that I had. And any of you that know me know my journey that about nine years ago, I had began a journey of becoming healthy and had lost a hundred pounds. And I've even wrote a book about being healthy and the things that we need to do. And so here I am, I've helped hundreds of women become healthy. I've wrote a book on it. I've lost a hundred pounds, but then during COVID, I found myself baking apple pies and all of these things. And I gained 15 pounds and pride came in and I was a little embarrassed about that. And then here I find myself seeing this woman and I was not able to celebrate the victories and the wins in her life. Praise God that she was getting healthy and doing the things that God wanted her to do. But I couldn't celebrate that. I had become envious. I had to ask God to forgive me of that. And now I have to take responsibility of that 15 pounds that I gained during COVID. And I have to do something about that. But I want to let you know that all of us, there are there are things that the enemy tempts us with. Maybe he doesn't tempt you with envy. Maybe he tempts you with pride. I'm not sure what it is, but we have to be aware of how the enemy wants to come and trip us up so that we could be able to resist the enemy and be all that God has called and created us to be. And so there are a few things that envy will do to us. One of the things that envy will do is it will cause us to miss out on God's blessing. If we're envious, we cannot receive all that God has for us. We will be missing out. Envy will call cause us to call into question God's goodness. Wow. Envy will cause us to call into question God's goodness. We've got to trust his ways. You know, Isaiah tells us that God's ways are higher than ours and his thoughts aren't our thoughts. And we've got to understand that God wants to bless everyone and he's going to bless you. But we cannot be envious of how others are being blessed because what you see on social media is highlight reels. When you see people on social media, you see the good days. You never see someone posting the bad days. Whenever they're posting pictures of their family smiling or whatever it is, you don't see that messy house or maybe the kids threw a fit before the picture was taken. We don't ever see any of that. But what we do see is the highlight reels. And we have to remember that God wants to do good things for us. And envy will cause us to miss out on God's blessings.
If we're envious, it can cost us our relationships. It can cost us the relationship with our friends, our family. If we become envious of what God's doing for them, you know, a great illustration is Joseph with his brothers. Joseph had a dream and his dream was right. There was nothing wrong with the dream, but Joseph shared that dream with his brothers and they become envious. They were jealous and they sold their brother into slavery. And so we have to be careful that we're not pushing people out because we're envious of what's going on in their life, but we have to learn to celebrate with others. And if we are envious, it can cost us our peace. A great example is found in 1 Samuel 18, when David and Saul had been out to battle and they came back and the women were in the streets singing a song that Saul had killed his thousands and David had killed his ten thousands. And it says in 1 Samuel 18, 6 through 10, it says, This made Saul very angry. And he said, What's this? They credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next, they'll be making him king. And so from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. And the very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul. If we are envious, it will cause us our peace. We need to understand that God knows what's best. Envy is costly and it is deadly. And envy can put thoughts in our head that aren't even true. And we have to be aware of what envy will do. If we are envious, then we will not be able to be all that God has called and created us to be. You have to remember that you can't compare yourself to other people. There's only one you, and you're so unique, and this is the way that God's called and created you. My husband and I started dating when we were 15 years old, and we've been married for 25 years now. And I remember the day that he came, when we were dating, he came back from a missions trip. And he got up in front of the whole church and he told everyone that he was called into the ministry and that he was going to pastor a church. I could not wait for the altar call. And once the altar call came, I ran to the altars and I was crying and I told the Lord, Lord, I don't know that you know what you're doing. I think you've made a mistake. I know I'm going to marry Josh, but I can't be a pastor's wife. Because back then, a normal pastor's wife either played the piano or she sang. And I could not play the piano and I could not sing. And I remember the Lord being so sweet and so gracious to me. And he said, I've called you to preach the word and you are going to be a pastor's wife. And in that moment, I had to just accept what God wanted to do in my life. I was not a typical pastor's wife at the time. I had to do what God asked me to do. And some of you are holding back to what God is asking you to do because it's not what the typical looks like. And it's not what the others may look like. And the Lord wants you to know today, I just really feel this right now, that the Lord wants you to know, quit comparing yourself with others. I believe that there are some of you listening right now that the Lord has specifically asked you to do certain things. And you have not done that because it is not what the normal looks like. It's not what others are doing. And I just sense by the Holy Spirit right now to encourage you that God is saying, daughter, 
Son, I've called you to this. Step out into this. Do this because I'm going with you. I always love to encourage people and let them know that you have what it takes. You have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of you so you can do this. So today, make that decision. Make that decision to do that. And something else that will happen is that it will cause you to not be content in what God has called you to do. But remember, you are called and you are created to be unique. Now, there are some things that we can do that we will not be envious, some steps that we can take to combat being envious. And those steps can be found in Psalms 37, three through nine. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will bring it to pass and he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. That's what Psalms 37 says. So the first thing we can do to combat envy is we have to trust in the Lord. We've got to know that God knows what's best. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not in your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. When we are envious, we aren't trusting His timing. It may not be that God is saying no, but He may be saying yes, but it's not the right time right now. I've learned through so many mistakes that it is best to always wait on God's timing. The second thing we can do to combat envy is to do good. We want to bless others. How can you champion with others to celebrate them? How can you offer a word of encouragement to them? How can you be in their corner and being their greatest cheerleader and cheering them on. You want to be able to learn to promote and encourage others so that will keep you from being envious. And the third thing we need to do to combat envy is to feed on his faithfulness. God has been so good to us. Love Jesus more than you love being envious. And that's what we have to remember because contentment is the key. We need to know that God is faithful. He's faithful to do wonderful things for us. And we need to know that God has the very best in mind for us. It may not be the timing we want, but we have to trust and we have to feed on his faithfulness that he's never left you. He's always been there. He's always seen you through everything. We have to feed on God's faithfulness and we have to wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God is saying to wait on him, to trust him, to know that he has a great plan for you. I want to close this podcast out with a word from the Lord. The word of the Lord says, know this today. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly, says the Lord. Be aware the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But I come to speak life over you and your family. Be careful not to be deceived by the enemy. The enemy comes to distract you with feelings of fear, anxiety, depression, and feelings of lack. The enemy will try to get you to question me, says the Lord. But I ask you, do you trust me? 
Do you trust I always have what's best for you in mind? Do you trust me that I am no respecter of persons? What I do for one, I will do for you. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you and tell you that I am holding something from you. I tell you today, live a life surrendered to me, a life of thanksgiving and trusting me. And as you do this, you will see the things that I have promised you to come to pass, says the Lord. I want to encourage you that God has the very best for you. And when others are winning in life and you're seeing things happen for them that you've been praying for such a long time to happen for you, just know that God is going to be faithful to you, that in his timing, it's going to happen and that together we can, we can combat that feeling of envy and that we're going to be aware that the enemy is not going to come and kill and steal and to destroy us, but we're going to walk in the life that God has for us. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, go share, subscribe, leave a positive review that helps me to reach even more people for the gospel. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for the Everyday Encouragement Podcast with Beth Sargent. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a positive review.